Live classes on Zoom are terrible. I found the entrepreneur that actually has a solution to making them interesting and is going to help millions of students learn math and learn science better. Poshen Lo is the coach of the U.S. Math Olympiad team, a CMU professor and a prolific entrepreneur. In this interview, we break down his solution to online education and how a confluence of skills has made him the perfect person to start this business. Check it out. Prior to recording, we started listing the amount of projects that you have your hand in. CMU professor, coach to multiple math teams, founder of a resource for learning science and math online XP, Novid, which was a way of solving or tracking uh, COVID and its spread, which was exceptionally relevant in 2020. And now you have decided... I don't have enough on my plate. I need to launch a new thing, which you're calling live. Let's kick it off by explaining what is the live platform and what was the genesis of the idea. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, thank you. I think I just like to walk around in the world of trying to figure out how to help people. And so that's actually the common thread to all of the things that you have said. Education helps people. When there was a huge crisis worldwide about the pandemic, then I dove in to do that. But then the genesis of live was that I have been doing online education for a while. In fact, that's how we first met. I think that was seven years ago, something like that. Quite a while. A long time ago. So I started out with that. And back then, I was thinking about ways to do education through computers. I was back then trying to make it as automated as possible. Then at some point, I realized that the human element was really important. And for a few years, I was making online math classes where people would watch. And those were all recordings of me teaching. But then people started to say, you should really get into something which adds a live video component, like Zoom. And I said, that doesn't work. I did Zoom teaching during the pandemic. That was tough. Yeah. Actually, the entire generation of students who went through Zoom school, that was basically one to two years of significantly reduced learning. But then suddenly, in October of last year, I had this idea that you could make live video math classes exciting if you stole the ideas from Twitch instead of the ideas from Zoom. At the same time, the other piece that clicked into this was, I need to make it scalable. If there are only live classes taught by Po Shen Lo, we're not going to have many classes, right? Because I can only teach so many at the same time. Suddenly I realized, my goodness, we could make some new alignment of incentives. You see, if you want to have a way for people to be able to learn, you need to have people who are interested in teaching them live for many reasons. It's been very difficult to incentivize huge numbers of people to spend extra time to teach lots and lots of people mathematics. What I realized was that the country has another problem too. So I work with the top math students in the country, and I saw that there was this other problem that needs to be solved also. There's a lot of high school math geniuses in America and in the world who could develop their communication skills a bit better. Okay, so the, the genesis of this idea was back in October last year of, oh, we can solve two problems at the same time. So what live is, is it's a new ecosystem for delivering live video math education. On the one side, we have people who are learning math. And on the other side, you have these high school students who are in a special program we just created, which finds, well, just meaning a year ago, which, create, which brings the people who are really good at math already, like insanely good. And then we bring them professional entertainers who teach them how to be interesting. 
what's in it for them? So the reason why I knew this would work is it was also inspired by my own daughter. My daughter is a high school student. She's actually pretty good at math. She was one I would of, imagine that your child would be well, decent at math. I, I shouldn't say that. I, I, I want to be very careful about that statement because yeah. I want to say anything she's done is hers. And of that, course. That's how I want to do it. But So she's pretty good. And what I was trying to do is I was trying to figure out a way to help people like her to develop these communication skills and confidence. So that's why that was already in my head. I was trying to solve both problems at the same time. And so the way this works then is we actually bring improv comedy instructors to teach these high school math geniuses how to come up with anything to say at any moment. We bring people with professional drama expertise to teach them how to really compel whoever they're talking to. By the way, this is life-changing for those high school students. It's actually increasing their potential for success. So actually for the high school students, it's a win. So what's new about this is it's a new model where the high school students being involved are explicitly being trained on how to do the kinds of things that you do, okay? But then now it all comes together because if you want to learn serious communication skills, you can't do it just by watching an expert. You got to talk. Right. And what do you think the country's top math students are really comfortable talking about? Math, okay? So then what happens is then they live stream these small batch classes, which are the best live video math classes ever made. Because what you have then is you have people who are already off the charts brilliant in math, who also have learned how to be interesting. They are teaching these classes where they're not trying to be Zoom. They're trying to be Twitch. They're trying to be Instagram Live. They're trying to be TikTok. They're trying to make it so that the lesson is not just the math, but it's compelling. And I guess I should add the last ingredient of this whole platform, which is, which is also a novel element, is that inside the actual exchange inside the class. We also embed a professional drama expert. Now that's new because you see, so far what I described, you could just call peer tutoring. Like when we went to high school, there was peer tutoring already. Someone who knows, someone who doesn't know, you explain, it's good for both parties, maybe. But it wasn't incentivizing tons of people to do it. What we did is we actually hire professional actors and actresses to be in that room. And what their job is, is that they don't teach the middle school kids at all. All they do is they watch the high school people who are teaching and they give them real-time feedback on everything from the hands to the smile to the posture to the tone of voice, everything. Real-time personality coaching. This is priceless. So actually what we've now made for the high school kids is this actually helps all the, all the students in the country who have their dreams of getting into Ivy League universities. Helps them ace the interview. Yeah. Helps them ace life. Meanwhile, they're delivering these classes to middle school kids. And of course, since we built technology to make it look totally different from normal Zoom, we suddenly have the most compelling live video math classes ever made. My job is often to try to distill complexity into a simple, tangible meme for someone. And the thing that I think about all the time is the concept of infotainment, which is this blending of the textbook is too dry, but the reality TV show really isn't giving you anything particularly actionable or useful in life. And there's this median point where The bad expression of that, I would argue, is empty calories still kind of dressed up as information, feeling like I learned something, feeling like I took something away. I would argue that there's plenty of you know news channels that are completely guilty of this. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, what you're really saying, instead of dragging the pure entertainment towards info, you're dragging the info towards entertainment which makes it more digestible and candidly accessible to an audience that can't get into the sixth page of the textbook or can't appreciate the somewhat dry, somewhat unengaging 
candidly conventional professor that has all the information but doesn't necessarily know how to deliver that, you're threading the needle of really high quality infotainment. Is that a fair assessment? Wow, you're good at you're good at figuring out what just happened and distilling it down. I guess that's, that's my why job. <laughs> that's why I host this podcast. But so uh, yes, we we are exactly taking something from the deep end of actual education, actual learning, and we're pulling that towards entertainment. And that was actually inspired by my own experience because in the time since I was last on this podcast and today, I also spent a year taking improv comedy classes. Yeah. That was at the advice of a professional public relations firm that I was working with when we were trying to get people in America more interested in math. The first thing they told me was, you don't know how to talk to normal people. <laughs> and so they said, you should go and take improv comedy classes. Yeah. So I did. And so what I found out is that if you come in with all of that math, all of that science, all of the whatever knowledge you want to say, but then you also add in the skill sets that professional entertainers use, well, then you can actually uh, bring people in. So yes, exactly. And so similar to our, our first conversation about XP, and I want to catch people up on that because that was long enough to go that the audience is completely <laughs> different and they need to know what that is. The other ongoing mission has always been making more of these lessons accessible. So cool. Yes, you can go teach the world's absolute best mathematicians as you know in the math olympiad international competitions win those competitions but there really is a rising tide that's going to lift all of our boats if the median math competency you probably know what the statistics are but if you hear the the reading comprehension you know if we could go from fourth grade to seventh grade reading comprehension average across the nation we'd be in a much better place so talk a little bit just about xp for, for folks that aren't aware of it and then how do you think about where the current uh, barometer is and where you're trying to get it to. Yeah, XP was the way I got into this whole industry in the first place. Uh, XP is what I started when back in 2013, I thought, how hard could it be to make a website that lets people all find the math and science knowledge that they want for free? That can't be very hard. Famous last words. <laughs> but the way I start doing, when I start doing anything, I decide I'm going to do it. So here I am still going. And so XP Today is a website for which when people search on Google for all of these different math and science terms they're trying to learn for high school homework, there's pretty good chance that we end up fairly high up, if not number one. In fact, there's over a thousand main keywords that people search for math and science topics for, for which we're on the top. And that's why we have a few hundred thousand visitors a month. But you see, the way I just articulated this is totally different from what I said on your podcast seven years ago. Yeah. Because when I was on your podcast before, we were just thinking, well, what, what should you make? What would be good for people? After going through that journey of actually building a startup and, and learning that the first thing you do is not tell people what they want, is to find out what they want. Then yeah. I found out that for the typical student, actually what you need is you need something that answers what they're searching for on Google. And so that's why the evolution of XP has moved towards, we know that there's a huge number of high school students middle school students who are searching for the topics and they want some quick bite-sized easy to digest written information or video about what they're searching for that's what xp delivers and that contrasts with live in the sense that xp is the automated instant free everyone gets the same thing thing that you can find and so that's free but then what i realized is that you also need to have that live component because actually education can go far deeper than just knowledge you see back when when i talked before i was just thinking about trying to help people have knowledge i was trying to teach people methods that's how i was thinking many years ago i've changed completely now actually now the way i look at education is that we live in a world where you can google any fact you want you can google any method you want yeah what is a human supposed to do? A human being, our value, what's our humanity, is that we're good at adapting to new problems. 
So actually, now what I realized was we already made XP. We have ways for people to be able to get those methods, get those facts. Now let's teach people how to synthesize their own ideas. And the only way to do that is to make it so that the student is faced with something that they don't know how to do. And this is actually how we teach in the live classes. It's totally different from every other way of normally teaching, where we, our entire curriculum is questions that nobody has ever seen before, that these students have not seen before. We don't tell you how to do them. Instead, we just tell you, brainstorm ideas. Okay? And then as those students brainstorm ideas, the job of our live streaming instructors, those high school students, is to cook a new way of doing the problem they just gave using the ideas they heard. Notice this is not showing them how to do it. Yeah. We have to cook a solution using your ideas. Your ingredients that you're bringing. Your ingredients. It's like a, it's like a cooking show. You know, like some of these like, cooking shows with master chefs yeah. where they just get this pile of ingredients and go make something, right? Yeah. That is super hard to execute. And that's why the reason why this is suddenly possible is because of this new incentive alignment where we have all these high school students for which they are off the charts brilliant and it actually makes sense for them to be doing this because this is teaching them the skills that they need anyway. And, and they would get bored. It, so, so it's nice that they get to practice presentation, drama, improv, but they would get bored if they were reciting knowledge and they were reciting what they already know as well. And this is still to some degree going to be intellectually stimulating for them in addition to working on the presentation skills, which is another part of the equation. Exactly. And I should say that's also been inspired by my own teaching at Carnegie Mellon. So my signature class at Carnegie Mellon is a class that is teaching college students how to solve problems in math that you've never seen before. That's actually what I teach. And I've, I've been teaching that for like 12 years now. And so I developed this technique whereby I basically play the role of a game show host who cooks the solution. And I just know from my own experience that that is so much fun to teach because I don't know what's going to happen in the class. Yeah. I just start and let's see what ingredients we get. And as they come in, my brain is just actively thinking, what do I do? And so that's why in October last year, I suddenly realized, oh, wow. I can actually deliver this same experience to everyone. They don't have to come to Carnegie Mellon. And the way you do it is that you naturally incentivize an entire group of people, a huge segment, which previously was never engaged in this because they were busy trying to get into college. That's actually what I realized. All these people who have all of this particular skill at this particular age, their focus is to get into college. And after that, they're, they're busy. They've gone on to different jobs. Right. I realized I can help them get into college because the, the hardest part for many of these students who are off the charts on everything yeah. is the interview and is, is impressing the teachers and the other people who will vouch for them. We give them that skill. Now it's suddenly win-win. I love how many Venn diagrams there are laying <laughs> over each other for this solution. I want to play a little contrast with some of the platforms that you've already referenced. Um, and you've actually already answered like two of the questions I was planning to ask you anyways, which is fantastic. Um, so Twitch. Uh, Twitch is a place where people go for comedy. They go for gaming uh, very prevalently. And if you even look to, to more old school media, you know, the, the Fox Corporation sold all of their drama assets and the two things that they retained are the two pillars of live content, news and sports. And as you evaluate other substantially larger, but media companies that are seeing, you know, what's working and what's not, those are the arenas in gaming. You could even kind of equate that to sports. I don't know if I'd call that exactly the same, but esports, they have a, a specific 
timeliness component to them that is the essence of why someone is tuning in. With a live class, that's somewhat, it's not precisely the same structure why I'm in there for the live event. I'm there more in the sense that I don't want to go through, you know, if I have some software that I buy, I don't want to go through their like knowledge base and find my answer. I want someone who has the answers to expedite my process of getting that. And that's why I call customer support, chat with customer support, as opposed to going through the knowledge base. Can you talk a little bit about how the actual platform of live is different to enable specifically that type of interaction? Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. The point is that the value, the real value today is that live customization to yourself. Right, that's that's where you get ex- ex- extreme value because otherwise you're basically watching a watching a pre-recorded video, right? And even if you watch a live sports broadcast, actually that's not fully customized to yourself. That's why if you look at the modern style of entertainment, it's streams. And the idea of a stream is that this is this is this is how I thought about the whole thing. In a stream, the host of the stream is not only talking live she or he is watching every comment that's coming in and intentionally jumping on this one from that person and that person so that you feel like you have directed the path of the entertainment or whatever you're watching. Substantially more social than watching a football game where yes. I'm just getting broadcasted yes. to you. That's the other nuance there. That's exactly what I'm going for. You see, you can see that as I was thinking through all this. I was basically, I was basically trying to solve the problem called people learning math class on a video, uh, video call at home were not watching. So if they're not watching, what do they watch that comes through a video on the computer? They watch these streams. Actually, they watch more of these streams than even just live broadcasts. People love streams. And I just thought, what's in the stream? The stream, you feel like you might change the outcome. And that's what I'm getting at. That's the essence of this. In the classes that we teach, you matter. It's yeah. like your your ideas. That's actually why we made the entire experience one, which cannot be done anyway other than a live broadcast, which is, hey, students, tell me your ideas. Those are the ingredients. We cook you something with your ingredients. That is the that is as pure as you can get to the students driving the entire lesson. So all the other businesses that we've already articulated, Twitch, Fox, any of the other live streaming platforms, Instagram, are primarily driven from a business model standpoint by advertisements. What is the business model that underpins all this work that you're doing? We don't need to use advertisements because there's actually already a price in the market for math education. Actually, when we came into this market, there were already a lot of other online sources for people to be able to learn advanced math. Well, actually, I just said the word advanced because that's the current product we have, but this thing can expand. It's just a model. It can go to all different levels, right? right? But for this particular batch of students that we started with, that we started the first classes for, batch of students meeting an entire class of students that, matches, that, that reaches all over the world, it's the people, we made the classes for people for whom their math class at school is not fully challenging them. That's like the top 10% of the entire United States of America, which is, by the way, still a lot of people. So, so we, we, we looked at this particular audience, and we found out that in this audience, there's actually already math classes that people are buying that cost about $20 an hour. Okay. And so given that that's already there, we just decided let's make the best such courses anyone's ever seen. And if you look at the website, if you look at the examples of what these classes look like, they blow the previous learning experience from live video, from live math classes completely out of the water. Because I understand this is an audio podcast, so we don't have the video piece, but I'll just describe. I mean, when we have our people teaching, it's not that there's a tiny little person up here. 
there's not a tiny little person up here and a giant board. Right. The person is front and center, and when they draw, the drawing is like right here on the side. They can point to it. The face is big. Yep. You would never do a video podcast where the face is like that small. Right? Exactly. So that's cre- that's critical. Uh, you can see the expressions on their faces. Those are, those have also been trained so that they are pulling people in. Even even the field, the background lighting. This is not just like some guy sitting in a in a room, right? We went and looked at what Twitch streamers do. They put the LED lights. You know, like it, yep. it looks serious. So we went and put all these in. We even made an on-screen chat, like on our on our live video classes, which people access just by opening their Zoom. As soon as they opened their Zoom, well, I once got this feedback where uh, a mom told somebody told me that their their daughter, the first time she opened the Zoom and launched into the class, she was just like, "Oh my gosh, it looks like this!" You know, like it just looks like entertainment. You can see the chat running on the screen the same way Instagram Live does. Yep. It's not your regular Zoom. So my point is, all of those thoughts, those were in that initial October of last year. Oh, I need to build some technology to go and soup up the Zoom experience to be something that people have never seen. Before. Beautiful. So, in terms of getting some like something like this off the ground, you have the one benefit of this website that is already getting hundreds of thousands of visitors on a monthly basis. That, to some degree, is going to seed uh, attention and potential eyeballs towards the new platform. You also have the reputation as this top mathematician and a the prestige associated with CMU professorship. What else or how else have you thought about actually seeding the platform? Because one of the the challenges here, and and this is like a, I guess a two, but potentially even three-sided marketplace in that you have your need for instructors, your need for students, and then potentially kind of nebulous, but like like an entity that might want to buy this at like a more scalable model uh, as a kind of platform buy, as opposed to the one-to-one personal experience that a, you know, a highly engaged parent might want for their child. Yeah. Okay. I can explain all of these. So let me start with the easiest one. Uh, The easiest one is actually the hardest one for most other people, which is the supply of the people to do the streaming. Right. Because if other people had that, you'd have seen this everywhere before. The reason why that was hard is because nobody else had aligned the incentives before. But once we aligned the incentives, then the question became, how do you get the word out? Well, it just so happens that my daughter is already an uh, 11th grader this year. So she was in 10th grade last year. Actually, last year she was on the United States Olympic women's math team, which is the uh, she was one of she's one of the top four girls in high school in the country. So she's pretty good at math. Yeah, she's to, to yeah, address she's, what we talked about earlier. Okay, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, okay. So she's pretty good at math. Yeah, right. So, so um, actually, her and all her friends are all networked on Discord. So you see, we use different social media networks that get this whole thing out. So in fact, at the beginning, you see, the the reason why this is so optimized for the high school is because I was trying to make something to help my own daughter learn all these skills. So that's why we came up with the first solution where we take the people delivering the content and we say, they're not our employees, they're our kids. We actually want to help them. That's actually what makes this unique. Because if you think about a lot of uh, solutions, you just take a labor force and yes, we respect them, we pay them, it's a labor force and we pay them and then they're happy. But this one is even deeper. It's that independent of the pay, they need to be growing. So now the point is because my daughter is deeply networked in that space and I'm deeply networked from the above the space because I, I'm a coach of all these, all these kids, uh, 
we were able to shoot the information out as if it just went out through the central nervous system of the entire country's group of people who would be interested in this. Right. So that's why that thing shot like crazy. Actually, in order to build to that, uh, again, since we last talked, I have been running around the country giving math talks. This is what I do for fun anyway. I want to make one point. Not everything I do is clearly to try to make a business work or make money. Some things I do, I just think are valuable, right? So for a while, I was just running around the country giving math talks on every weekend just to help people like math. And somehow when you do a lot of things like that, which help people, sometimes it comes back around. And, and yeah. this is a tried and true reality from all the entrepreneurs that we've spoken to. When you're going down your path of least resistance that feels like there's a high degree of friction for others, that's where you're going to uncover the opportunities that have that Venn diagram of not only helping so many different parties, but you having the ability to see them where other people can't see them and actually execute on them. Like that's, that's where that opportunity comes from. If you're on the same corner as everyone else doing the exact same activity as everyone else, how could you possibly be differentiated? Actually, that is so true. That's how I think about everything. So in fact, when I even decide what to do, it's usually based on, does everyone else think it's nuts? So actually, when I came up with this idea and started saying, I'm going to do this in, in, in August, yeah. sorry, in October, a lot of people thought it was nuts because there are things that we do. We have every class taught by two high school students at the same time. And people were saying, why would you do that? You can just make a smaller class. And I was like, no, no, no. Let's have a bigger class with two people teaching at the same time. People said, no, no, everyone wants small class size. I said, just wait. When you do two, it's like a TV. It's like a TV show. They play off one another. They play off like us, right? Yeah. They don't know. Maybe we should have a show. You teach <laughs> yeah. the math, I'll smile. Oh come on, you have lots of good ideas too, <laughs> right? But and, and besides, you can distill things better than I can. Yeah. But so so when we when we do this, right, we put the two in, into teaching at the same time, and. There were also people who said things like, how in the world could high school students know enough math to do this? I said, you just, that's good. I'm glad you think it's not possible yeah. because I know it is. It's your right? blind spot. That's the blind spot. And so th what I mean is when I was gauging out whether or not this would work, the fact that I had enough people telling me it's a totally ridiculous idea, I said, then we're doing it. That is epic. Um, so, so tell me just more in general about class sizes and anything else you can talk to me about the scale, less than a year old, but of, of what you've accomplished so far. Sure, sure. Let me start with class sizes. So the class sizes are that the student to instructor ratio is about 13 to 1 which by the way is a small class size. Yeah. And instead of making them really small, 13, one, 13, one, 13 ones, like we one teacher, 13 students, we make it 40 kids, three people. Okay. Two are on camera, one's off camera. The off-camera person is also really busy trying to go around and help people yeah. answering questions and whatnot. The reason we went for 40, a lot of people say, wait a second, that's crazy. Everyone wants a smaller class size. It's because we teach something totally different from a normal class. In a normal class, you actually want a small class size. So you can say, I just showed you how to do the problem. Let me walk around. If anyone's not following the steps, I'm going to tell you where you right. screwed up. Right? That's, that's how they were teaching. We teach people how to brainstorm. If you try to teach people how to brainstorm and you have one student, you'll just be sitting there for a long time drinking coffee waiting for that guy, <laughs> guy or girl to brainstorm. Yeah. There's a reason why you brainstorm in groups. <laughs> it, that you get into a flow state, but the other part it, it, kind of in alignment with that is people aren't going to feel like engaging if there's a slow chat. So this is the other thing from the exactly. live stream. If, if there's one comment coming in every five minutes, it's like, okay, that's not really active. But there's a kind of self-reinforcing principle where everyone else is asking their questions. If I feel silly or I feel like I don't know something, I feel completely safe in the herd of other people asking questions. And th so therefore actual learning is going to occur. You hit it right on. This is the thing that I've been, I, I have sometimes had to communicate to parents who are wondering why would it be that more people is better? And you know, because you also do these kinds of streams, these kinds of entertainment. 
a slow chat. It's a dead chat. Yep. And so that's why we found out that the sweet spot, if you get two highly trained high school students at 40 middle school kids, you have just enough for that critical mass to happen and not so much that it's out of control. So that's why our optimal is 40. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> I, I'm excited for you to be, you know, th- th- there's another thing that we explore on the show. Um, one of Pittsburgh's best entrepreneurs, Jason Wolf, has started multiple companies in the gift card space. And his first one he sold for 20 million, next one for 22 million, next one for 18 million, next one for 120 million. And now he's on and has more product market fit, more rates of growth than he's ever had before. And it's the beauty of 20 plus years of compounding knowledge in an industry as an entrepreneur, as a builder, as a team leader that allows him to do something like that. So it's exceptionally exciting to have borne witness to the growth that you've already occurred, how this has led you to such a fantastic position, and certainly enormous heights that are ahead of you in the near future. Uh, Before we ask our standard last two questions and wrap up, what else were you hoping to share today that I just didn't give you a chance to? I want to say a thank you to the Pittsburgh entrepreneurial community. You see, because these kinds of crazy attempts that I've tried to make are only possible when you have a supportive community of other people. There's a big ecosystem, people like yourself, uh, and also other inspiring people who are working and trying. Because as you just said about the chat, if the chat has nobody participating, nobody feels like participating. For me, being in this ecosystem in Pittsburgh and seeing other people trying has been very inspiring for me to keep trying. So I just want to say thank you to everyone else who has inspired me. I can't name all of them because there are so many people. But at the same time, uh, my hope is that maybe this story, maybe this story can also help some people to think, well, if that guy can do this, what else can you do? <laughs> I'm certain that it will inspire some people. I'm feeling inspired. I can tell Hannah behind the camera is feeling inspired as well. Uh, if folks want to learn more about you, about all these different projects that you have your uh, fingers on, what digital coordinates can we provide people if they want to learn more? Great. So this particular new experience is live.potionlo.com. That's L-I-V-E dot P-O-S-H-E-N-L-O-H dot com. It is easily the most exciting thing that I'm working on right now. If you want to learn more about the other stuff I've done, that's just potionlow.com. Perfect. We're going to link that in the show notes. You can find it for every single episode at goingdeepwithaaron.com slash podcast in the app. We're probably listening to this right now uh, or with some basic Googling. Uh, Before we let you go, though, Poe, I'd like to give you the mic one final time to issue an actionable personal challenge to the audience. So a lot of these things that I accidentally discovered came from when I put myself in unfamiliar situations. And most recently, some of those unfamiliar situations were even things like taking improv comedy classes. So I think my challenge to the audience would be, put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Just because when you do that, then you are going to discover something new that you didn't know before about yourself. Absolutely. There are two really important takeaways. I just want to build off what you said. The first is the ability to be uh, putting... two seemingly disparate skills together, you already did an enormous amount of work to be one of the top math teachers, mathematicians. But then when you marry in improv classes, now you just have this other ability. It's like, you know, Iron Man gets the, the like new fangled whatever on his left arm. It's like all of a sudden he's just taking things to the next level. Everyone should be thinking about that way. Yes, I have my one domain that I'm completely focused on, but if I can attach 
attach one kind of seemingly orthogonal one, great things happen. And then secondarily, you articulated the pushing outside your comfort zone is kind of the model of teaching that you believe in for math. Here's this problem that you've never seen before, that none of us have ever seen before, and we're going to problem solve our way through it together. And given your domain and area of expertise, of course, that's a great way to teach someone math and science. But as Hannah and I have learned, that's a great way to teach entrepreneurship or marketing or any problem that you want to solve. And although it can seem daunting, it's certainly not fun the first time you do it because it is uncomfortable and stretching you in some way. That is where all the magic happens. So I think that that is fantastic. A perfect challenge for everyone out there to take. Absolutely. Nice talking to you again. Poe, it was so great to talk with you. We just went deep with Poe Shenlo. I hope everyone out there has a fantastic day. Hey, thanks for watching to the end of my interview with Poe. If you enjoyed it, you'll also like our interview with Sam Parr from The Hustle. Similar story, different domain, but he compounded wins, compounded success, compounded knowledge to reach somewhere really, really incredible, selling his company, The Hustle, for tens of millions of dollars to HubSpot. Go check that out next.